Amen. Amen. You excited to be in church this morning? I'm glad that you're here. Tell somebody that you're sitting next to, tell them, hey, I'm really, really glad you came today. I, I, needed, I needed your strength. I needed that vibe. If you are here this morning for the first time, we are so pumped that you are here. Come on, let them know that we're excited that you're here this morning. If this is your first time to New Heart Church, we're so, we're so excited that you're here. Uh, I, um, I want to, uh, last Sunday, we had an incredible Sunday. I mean, it was like uh, literally like one of our all-time best Sundays that we've had as our church. It was our vision Sunday, and we talked about being efficient in 2024. And I hope and pray that this word has been settling in your heart. I wanted to read a couple of things just from a couple of people um, that uh, that call our church home. It was incredible to hear uh, some. Just these are just some. Um, on uh, on social media, they were just talking about what happened last weekend, and um, I'm not I'm not going to use any names, but this one person said, "In the past five months, this church has broken my chains, showed me a new way of life, met some amazing people, have a new hope for my future. My life is forever changed. Thank you, New Heart Church. Listen, that's awesome, but I just want we're so grateful." But don't get it twisted. It's not a church that changes you. It's Jesus who changes you. We're thankful that we can be a part of a church that continually aims towards Jesus. Continually aims not towards our name, but the name that's above every name. And so I'm so, man, that's, that's incredible. That's why we, we gather here. Here's another one. I'm, I'm going to paraphrase. This has been paraphrased because there's, there's a lot and it's, it's all good, but I'm just going to. A year, a year ago, my husband and I walked into New Heart Church, rolling our eyes, practically forced to come. <laughs> so if some of you feel like that, you're in good company. Uh, when I moved to Tulsa, I planned on getting in and getting the heck out once I graduated school. But the Lord had different plans, clearly, because I met my husband, my best friends, and this amazing community called New Heart Church that has stood by me and my husband through so much already. 2000, then there's a picture of efficient. 2024 is about being efficient. Perfect word for our crazy life right now. Anyways, I just wanted to say how much I love New Heart Church. It's incredible. Another one said, very thankful for my church with a picture of Romans 8.28 that we had on the lobby. Shout out to all that stuff in the lobby, by the way. Last week, that was incredible talking about that I know that God causes everything to work out together for good. I mean, just incredible. Another one, uh, this church just keeps better. It just This church just keeps getting better and better. And I would again say that the more that you plant yourself in community, the more that you get to see God's amazing work in different people. And then last one, came for church, left with a vision. I love that. Came to church, left with a vision. I, I'm praying that what happened last Sunday didn't just happen, but it continues to happen in our life. That we just don't hear something and then, oh, that was good, but let it actually sink into our, our lives. Um, uh, Acts chapter 14, uh, I'm going I'm to talk about this idea, my dream is back. My dream is back. Acts chapter 14, verse 5. Everybody ready? 
Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. Acts chapter 14, verse 5. Yes. Verse 5. Um, well, before I say verse 5, let me let me say this. Uh, Paul's starting this brand new church, uh, and it's not just for the Jews. It's for the Gentiles, and it is messing up everybody's idea of what church should be. The Jews only thought it was going to be for the Jews. Some of the Gentiles said, well, do I have to become Jewish? I mean, it was so many questions, so many things. And, and in the middle of all of these questions, in the middle of all this craziness, guess what? People's lives are completely being changed. There are miracles everywhere. God is doing all of this work. And so the church is growing like crazy, but everybody's trying to catch up to where God is already. And Paul and, and, and Barnabas are out here doing this thing. In fact, they, um, they're, they're preaching and, 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 and I mean, it's just people giving their hearts to God and everything and the church is growing. Uh, but then you catch up to some of this in verse, um, verse five, then a mob of Gentiles and Jews along with their leaders decided to attack and stone them. That's a terrible day when you've got people who want to throw rocks at you, right? No, come on, everyone. You guys are tougher than I thought. Okay, awesome. You're like, you've never been to my job. Uh, <laughs> decided to attack and stone them. Verse 6, when the apostles learned of it, this is Paul and Barnabas, when the apostles learned of it, they fled to the region of Lysonia to the towns of Lystra and Derbe and the surrounding area. And there they preached the good news. When they heard, oh, you're going to stone me? I'm out. And ran to this other town, Lystra and Derbe. Okay, go down to verse 18. So they, so, and, and, and let me give you a brief synopsis. They go to this next town. Paul sees somebody who can't walk, prays for him. God heals him. And then everybody freaks out. Like, whoa, this guy can walk. Wow. And they thought Paul and Barnabas were the reason this guy could walk. So they wanted to, like, give him sacrifices and stuff. They were like, oh, they're gods in human form. And Paul's like, no, no. No, this is the this is the bad whenever you worship a church more than you worship Jesus. This is the bad piece of that where you start making idols out of things that are just vessels and it just gets you all twisted up. And so these guys were all like, "Oh, it's Paul and Barnabas." And Paul's like, "It ain't me. I'm not doing any of this. This is Jesus." And he's trying to get them to back off. And verse 18 uh, so, but even with these words, Paul and Barnabas could scarcely restrain the people from sacrificing to them. Look at verse 19. Then some Jews arrived from Antioch and Iconium. That's where they just came from. Antioch and Iconium and won the crowds to their side. They stoned Paul and dragged him out of town thinking he was dead. I want you to see, as I was reading this, I want you to see this first piece of Scripture where Paul and Barnabas heard that these guys were going to stone them, and they, what did they do? They moved to the next town. But then they started doing the same thing that God had called them to do in that town, and what happened? Those people from that other town followed them, and then Paul got stoned. 
And so when I was reading this, I was realizing that just because you've changed your position does not mean that you've changed your problem. Some of us think that if I change where I'm at, then I will not have to go through the things that are hard. Some of us think that change is an absolute magic eraser that will take away all of the things that we're facing at this moment. If I could just change a job, if I could just change my bank account, I got to change my finances, I got to change my wife, I got to change my husband, I got to change my girlfriend, I got to change my boyfriend, I've got to change my fit, I got to change my way of looking at things, I got to change, if I just change schools, then this will happen. If I just change this thing over here, maybe if I change a church, maybe if I change my friends, maybe if I change a car i need to get a bigger house if i change my house then all i don't care what you put in that thing some things that you have that you don't want to face you just have to face some mountains don't get moved for you you've got to go through them some of us pray for mountains to move god moves mountains yes he does but some of them you've got to go through and i know you don't get a lot of amens for this because no one wants to go through a mountain no one wants to go through some of it. Some of the things that you're facing right now are just tough, and you've got to face them instead of run from them. But some of us, we, we, we like, if I can just change my position, then I don't need to go through that problem. My, my little daughter, Piper, she loves, um, she loves to do, like, uh, hide-and-seek, peekaboo, all of that stuff, you know, like, she just loves, she's about to turn two, and she's so cute, I mean, she's just button cute, I mean, just, and, and she's always down for a good time, all you have to do is go, hey, Piper, ha, and she'll look at you and go, <laughs> I mean, she, if you know those people, that all of us, you know, when you want to have a fun, maybe some of you need to have some more fun friends, okay, you know, where you call somebody, and you're like, I know they're going to make me laugh, I know that they're going to make me have fun. I got to call that person. This is my daughter. You look at her and you're like, Piper, hey. And she's like, yeah. I mean, she's like Lil John in diapers. At any point, she's like, ha. You know, I mean, I mean just, you know, at the, and, and so I, it's so fun. And she loves playing games. She loves playing games. And so uh, one of the ones she loves to is she will go somewhere and then expect me to come find her. And when I find her, she's like, ah! You know, she just screams and she thinks it's so fun. Well, then she moves to another place. And then I go and find her and go, hey! And she acts like, how in the world did you find me? I mean, she just, she, I mean, she, little, she, she'll go from a hallway to the next room. And I come in the next room, she's like, ah! What kind of sorcery is this? I mean, she's so like, what? And I thought, do you know this is how some of us treat our problems? We change. We get into a new job and we're like, what? I still don't get along with my coworkers? What kind of sorcery is this? What, what are you talking about? What? I just dumped that boyfriend we're having the same fight with my new boyfriend 
What is going? What? How is this possible? Well, I just change it because a change in your position does not necessarily mean a change in your problem. And some of us need to realize that the about face that God is asking us to do is not, there's nothing, listen, don't get, don't, don't misunderstand. There's nothing wrong with change. Just don't be surprised when you got to fight a battle after you changed. And it was a battle that you ran from. Because some of us think that if we just move enough, if I just move states, if I just move this thing, if I just move this thing over here, if I could just move, we, we think that moving is going to solve everything. And I'm telling you, there are some things you just got to face. There are mountains you just have to go through. Now, you don't have to do it on your own. God will give you the strength to take steps after steps after steps to keep moving. But stop thinking that just because it's hard, it's wrong. Stop, stop thinking that just because it's tough, it's wrong. Because there's some things that you just have to face. And now there's, uh, yeah, I don't know if you heard this. This was back in the day. Um, I heard uh, some pastor say this one. He was like, he, he was like, you know, you're going to a new level. And, you know, if you want to just get anybody excited, just tell them you're going to a new level. And you're like, yeah, that's right. I've been telling everybody I'm going to a new level. You know, you say that, and, and I do believe that. I think that that's very appropriate, that God wants to keep moving us up and forward. Come on, church. God still wants to move you up and move you. And so there's nothing wrong with that. But this pastor once he was like, you know what? You got a new level, and you're going to face a new devil. And I was like, you know, first of all, if you rhyme something, it sounds biblical. And so I was like, I need to get better at my rap game because that's good new level new devil but what he was saying was true he's like you know you keep moving up you're gonna have to face some things that you've never faced before and and I, I think a lot of us understand that but I thought about that I was thinking about that saying and I was thinking you know some of us need to be reminded new level same devil some of you have moved up but you're still you still have to Face the fight that you've been fighting in your last thing. I, well, I moved. We got a new city. We got a new job. We got a new thing. But have you ever faced that thing? No. Well, it's following you. And the reason it's following you be, is because it's a lid on your life. And until you face that, it's going to stay a lid. And so Paul is stoned here by all of these people, and they drag him out. Look, look at this, verse 19. Verse 19, then some Jews, what we read, arrived from Antioch, Iconium, won the crowds. They stoned Paul, dragged him out of the town. Dragged him out of the town thinking he was dead. And, I, and I, I was reading this and realizing and talking to myself that people can't drag you from the place God has brought you to. People can't drag you from the place God has brought you to. And these people, Stone Paul, thought he was dead 
and thought, you know what? Just drag him out of this city. But you know who placed him in the city? It wasn't Paul, and it wasn't them, and it wasn't some other apostles. God actually put Paul in that city. And so because God put Paul in that city, even though they think that they can drag him out, God has another idea. And there are so many times where we face in, we face moments where we feel like somebody's trying to drag us out of something, but they didn't put you there and because they didn't put you there they can't take you out of there and so there are places that God has put you in in your job there are boardrooms that God has placed you in there are families that God has put you in there are colleges that God has put you in there are there are uh, relationships that God has put you in there are levels that God has put you in there are there are so many influential things that God has brought you in and there are people that are trying to drag you out right now they're trying to pull you out of where god has placed you they're trying to drag some of you you're letting your own thoughts drag you out of the thing that god has placed you in you're letting other people kind of pull you out and they are throwing stone after stone after stone thinking that they've got the power to pull you up but i want to let you know and remind you that no one has power to pull out what god has placed in no one can pull you out of that position that god has placed you in god has put you there for a reason God has put you in that family for a reason. God has put you around those people for a reason. God has put you, and I don't care what kind of devil's telling you that you don't belong. God says you're there. And because God placed you there, you ain't going nowhere. As much as they would like to drag you out, as much as they would like to pull you out, as much as they would like to tell you that you're not worthy, as much as they'd like to tell you and remind you of your past, as much as they like to show you all your mistakes, God put you there. I remember when Jess and I started here. I, we started here, we were here, and I'm telling you, it, and some of you have heard me talk about this before, it's hard to pastor a church that doesn't like you. This is tough. But God didn't ask me to pastor easy, just asked me to pastor. And so Jess and I were here. I remember hearing things. Listen, I'll tell you some of the crazy stuff we I remember one, this one dude came in, and he looked at me in my office, and he said, you might make it. He went to this church. He wasn't, like, sent from the devil. He went to this church. He came in to give me some encouragement. You might make it. Oh, thank you so much. I remember was getting an email from somebody that was leaving the church and emailed every email that we had in the church database. I don't know how they got it, but they got it and said, come follow us. Ben doesn't serve God. And I was like, whoops, I thought I did. I must be mistaken. I mean, it just, I, I remember another person coming in and saying, I, mean, I can't believe that you're doing this, 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 this. I, and telling me this thing is going to go down and you're the one that's going to go down with it. I'm like, what, what is wrong with y'all? I was telling Jess, this is, these people, this, this is crazy. What, what's wrong? And I, like I could kind of, I could kind of empathize with Moses a little bit. Like Moses is wanting to help the Israel, and they're like, "Stone him, 
Stone this jerk. I was like, I understand this. I remember one time, one time I was getting ready for a, a Sunday morning. I was in my office. I was praying. I was like, all right, God, I want praying this morning would be good. Praying that I hear from you. I remember somebody walked in with their family, marched into my office before church, said, I just need to let you know we're leaving today. But we'll be here this Sunday. But I had to let you know. I'm like, what kind of weird thinking is it? The things that Christians do sometimes under God's think, I was like, what is wrong with you? I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to talk and preach and, and try to do the very best I can. You're telling me, hey, I'm leaving, but I'll stay this Sunday. Wrong with you. And I remember talking with Jess and feeling like, I just don't know if we're supposed to be here. Because there were so many people trying to drag us out of where God put us. But you know what? They ain't here. We're still here. They're not here. We're still here. And I'm not trying to be spicy, but I'm just telling you, you ain't going to drag what God put placed. You can do it. You can try all you want. You can fight all you want. But you know what? You're not fighting me. You're fighting God. Good luck with that. Good luck. Go, go, go. So some of you need to go with a little more confidence, understanding. God placed you in that job. God placed you in that family. God placed you in that position. God placed you in that connect group. God placed you right there in that school. God placed you in that relationship. God placed you in that marriage. And good luck trying to fight God, trying to drag me out of something that God placed me in. I'm telling you right, right now, God has placed you into some places that some people are just too upset and too jealous to let you be there and they're trying to drag you out and God said I placed you there it's all right and I realized that the thing that was surrounding Paul look look at this verse 20 but as the believers gathered But as the believers gather, oh, man, I got, can can you all give me five more minutes? Not you all. You have no say in it. It's the one who have the clock. Can you guys put five more minutes? You guys have to just grin and bear it. Sorry. I was going too too long. Okay. Uh, Thank you all so much. You guys are so sweet, too. You're like, let's do it. You have no no even say. Uh, Sweet. said but as the believers gathered around him he got up went back into the town and the next day he he left with Barnabas for Derbe but as the believers gathered around him who do you have gathered around you when you feel like you're dead you got draggers or believers You got people that are dragging you down or people that believe in you? Do you you have believers? Some of you are only comfortable with having people that are worse off than you around you. And so because of that, you don't have anybody that's ever around you to believe in you 
and speak into your life and encourage you. You're only comfortable with being the encourager. You're only comfortable with being the person that's saving everybody. You're only comfortable with being the person that's needed. You're never comfortable with actually being the person that has some needs. You're never comfortable with being the person that is needing to be encouraged. You're never comfortable with being the person that has somebody come into your life and actually believes in you. And I don't know why that is, but I just know that some of us deal with that. And I'm just telling you, if you want to get back up, if you want to come back from some stuff that's really hard, if you want to get back and get your breath back, I'm telling you right now, you need some believers in your life. You need some people that believe in you. They need some people that encourage you you need some people to say come on let's go let's do this thing I, i'm telling i'm trying i'm trying to work out and this uh my my um my coach he's uh he, he's, he's doing some some stuff with me and um and, and he's he's great he's put he pushes us all and it's awesome but uh we're doing some boxing stuff and he and he called me champ and i was like yeah that's right that's right Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, baby. Champ. That's my, call me champ again. Call me champ again. And I was just thinking that. I'm like, man, see, you don't know what kind of encouragement will fire somebody up. You don't know. Stop calling, oh, they're just brown noses. Shut up. No, it's encouragement that's needed in our world. More now than ever. Because we've got cynics on every corner. And we've got professionals on every corner that's able to tell you why this is wrong and this is wrong. we got people that are willing to rip things down in a moment. And I'm telling you, it's easier to pull down a house than to build it. But I'm telling you, we need some builders. We need some people that are encouragers. We need some people that look at you and say, you're not where you are right now. I know you're not where you want to be, but you can be there. Let me encourage you for a second. Because I believe in you. And the believers surrounded Paul. Not the draggers. And what did he say? Said he he got back up, and this is when Paul gets real gangster. He gets back up. But it says he goes back into the town. Stop. Full stop. What? Bro, they just stoned you. Mm. Which which way is Lystra? All right. <laughs> Y'all, I'm following that dude. No, no, no. They let you, they left you for debt. Yeah, but I'm not. Let's go. Paul, they don't, they, they don't want you. They just kill. Doesn't matter what they want. It matters what God wants. Let's go. What? I'm telling you, there is something that God is trying to stir in your heart right now. To get back up. Listen. And not just get back up. See, some of us are so enamored with get back up. Oh, he was dead, but now he's get back up. No, no, I want to take it a step further. I just don't want to get back up. I want to go back into what God has called me to. Because you know what? 
My dream is back there. Where God sent me is back there. When I say my dream is back, it's back there. And so I'm going back into the town. I'm going back into the place that said they didn't need me. I'm going back into the place that tried to drag me out of. I'm going back into the place that felt like I couldn't be there anymore. I'm going back into the place where I felt like I disqualified myself because God called me back there. So I'm going back there. I'm walking back into that town. I don't care how hard it was. I don't care what people say. God called me to that town. So if you can follow me or not, I'm going back into that place. Too too many of us think it's just, oh, I'm going to get back up. And we call it the comeback. Don't call it the comeback. I've been here for years. Just stop. Uh, Don't call it the comeback. It needs to be a go back. I'm going back. I'm going back to that marriage. I know we've had a lot of fights, but I'm going back. I'm going back into that family situation. I'm going back into my job. I'm going back into that financial situation. I'm going back into that messy relationship and friendship and all that stuff. That's I'm going back into it. I know that I felt like they've dragged me out, and I know it feels like I'm left for dead, and I know it feels like I don't have any hope left, but I'm going back into that thing. I'm walking back. Even though that they drug me out, they can't drag me out of where God placed me. So I'm going back. I'm going back. And, and this, this going back means more than you ever could realize. Because it's a little thing that we read about Paul. But it's a huge piece of who Paul is. goes back we're, we're, we're going to worship in a moment if you would stand to your feet I, I want this might be listen this piece that I'm about to talk about is one of I, I feel like one of my life moments that I've read in scripture that stays that has stayed with me forever And I've talked about it before, but I'm about to talk about it again. And I'm praying that it takes root in your heart. Like it's done in mine. Because I read this part that he just didn't get up. He went back into that town. Not Derbe. He went into Lystra. And you think, well, why is that important? Let me, let me read this. Acts chapter 16. This is two chapters later. Paul went first to Derbe and then to Lystra. This is his second time back, okay? First time was we read the... He got stoned and he had drug out of Lystra and then he had to go to Derbe and da-da-da. So this is his second time to come back, all right? So he comes back a second time, and he went first to Derbe, and then he came to Lystra, where there was a young disciple named Timothy. Do you know what was in Lystra? 
Timothy. Somebody that Paul looked at and said, this is my son in the faith. This is my legacy. I might not be able to leave a lot of money, but I'm going to leave somebody who's going to take it further than I ever have. This is Timothy. And I'm going to tell you why it was so important that Paul went back in the town. Because why did he, what town did he go back into? He went back into Lystra. And because he went back into Lystra, guess what happened? There was a young man named Timothy there that saw a missionary that was stoned to death come back into his town and said, there's something different about that man. There's something different about him. I, I want to know about that guy. I'm telling you, your ability to go back into the town is your ability to see the legacy that God has for you. And God has a Timothy for you. God has something in front of you. God has his future in front of you. But it's on your ability to go back in the town. Timothy would have never come if he wouldn't have gone back in the town. If he wouldn't have gone back, he wouldn't have had his legacy. And you're wondering why it seems so hard right now. Maybe some of you have gotten up, but you going back makes you want to throw up. But there is something in your marriage, there is something at your job, there is something in your calling, there is something in your own relationship with God, I'm telling you, there are some things that God wants you to go back into, and if you can go back into them, he's going to show you your future and legacy that you've never seen before. Because Timothy was at a Lystra. The whole town that said, we don't want you, Paul. Some of the best things in the world come out of the moments that you feel like you're not wanted. Some of the most God moments in our life have come from the moments where we felt like we've not been wanted. And, and, and some of you right now, you felt, you felt like you're not wanted by a person, you're not wanted by your, in your marriage, you're not wanted at a church, you're not wanted by a group of friends, you're not wanted by this or that, you're not wanted at your job, you're pushed aside. And some of you have been carrying away things from your parents that you've never let go. And you, for, for some reason, carried around wounds from your parents, feeling like you weren't wanted. But God is saying, come on, church. God is saying right now, go back into the town. Go back. So, some of you, man, feel the Holy Spirit in this room. So, some of you, people have told you, you're not worthy. Look at what you've done in your past. Look at all those things that have happened and, and have tried to disqualify you. And God's saying, no, go back. Because I didn't disqualify you. Some of you have been called to do things in ministry. You know you have gifts and talents. But for some reason, something happened at a church or something happened with a person or somebody said some words over you and have made you feel like you're left for dead. And God right now, come on church, God right now is saying, get up and go back in. 
Get up and go back in. Get up and go back in. You don't know what I, you don't know the future I have for you. You don't have you don't know the legacy I have for you. You don't know the things that I have done for you that I have. Go back into it. Oh, that's where it hurt. I know, but go back into it anyway. Oh, they don't want me there. I know. Go back in there anyway. You don't know the things they've said about me. I know. Go back in there anyway. You don't know the thoughts that they've had about. I don't know, but go back in there anyway. God is asking you to take those steps of faith not just steps up but steps to go back and I'm telling you this is where we don't need something come on we don't need something new on the outside we need something new on the inside so God breathe new life into this room Breathe new life into everybody who's watching online right now. Come on, church. Breathe new life in this moment right now. God, we're praying that you breathe new life. Because, God, we understand that, God, it's you who's doing the work. It's you who's helping us. It's you who's bringing a revitalization of our soul and our heart. And, God, we're looking to you at this moment. Father, we're opening up our hearts. We're opening up our hands. God, we're asking you to bring something new and fresh into this moment. Father, we're asking you to speak again. God, we're asking you to do work again. God, we're asking you to open up again. Father, we're asking you to do what only you can do. God, we're asking you to fill this room with your goodness and your grace. Father, we're praying at this moment, the Holy Spirit of God, that you would start filling this room with worship and praise. God, that you would start filling this room, God, with confidence and faith. And God, you would start filling this room, God, with goodness that only you can do.